Latavi Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. Max and Terry are here. Uh, yeah, we're putting in our we're putting in our time. Uh, it's we're punching the time card. It's uh, you know it's time to record. Are we excited to record? I we're excited to talk to each other about stuff, but I don't know if we're excited to actually delve in. To the to the to the toffee blue world, uh, it's uh, it's not a fantastic time to be an Everton supporter. It could be a lot worse, uh, you know. But uh, this weekend wasn't great. So uh, before we end up, you know, exposing our our pain to the world, uh, anybody got anything they want to want to declare to start us off on the uh, on the old introduction before we get started? Ten years ago today, Gosling Derby. One of the best days in your life. <laughs> it was good stuff. I actually have heard you speak of this before. Uh, I think many, I've, many times. I've, I've, I've watched that clip back, back about ten times today. Yeah. The roar. It was so weak that win, just because of everything that went with it. Like the, earlier that season in the league, one of the league games, I think. Um, I think Everton had got a draw against Liverpool or something like that, and Benitez came out and he, he basically said, "Oh, when you're a small club, you go, um, you're trying like to fend out these games. You know, basically, you know, oh, us trying to see out a game when we've got a point um, is being a small club, and it was just Benitez being frustrated and being a bit of a bit of an idiot, but because he said small club, he, or every single Liverpool supporter has latched onto that forever." Despite the fact that it shows a staggering lack of knowledge about English football, to suggest mm. if you think Everton are a small club, you don't get football, you don't get English football. I'm going to give when he says the benefits of the doubt and think what he meant was, um, I don't know. I, I, I would like to think he didn't mean small club. I'd like to think he just meant, you know, um, small air or weaker team or whatever. You know, he was still being insulting, but I don't think he was being, being stupid. Mm. But then. It was sweet because a few weeks later we won that that derby, the Gosling derby, in extra time, and he was trying to see the game out, despite it being small club behaviour by his own logic to try and see a game out. He the was room for penalties. He was trying to basically take the draw, as it were, and get through to penalties rather than try and win the game, which is apparently what you're meant to do if you're a big club. Yeah. So not only did we beat Liverpool, which is always nice, remember that, um, but we rammed it down the throat of uh, Benitez, who, yeah, tried to belittle us because we took a point off him early in the season. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that's that's good. See, that's good. It's actually nice to actually think about stuff that's not happening right now. Oh. I'm fine with that. Uh, <laughs> I saw somebody had posted a, a compilation of of goals from uh, it was Martinez era, and it was just uh, ping, the passes were pinging around, and we we're getting goals from several different locations. It looked nice in the, in the in the video, but I'm sitting there thinking I lived through that. <laughs> yeah, the highlight was nice, but I lived through the rest. 
I know. Uh, um, uh, let's go ahead and move on. Get to the get to the rest of the podcast. Uh, for the people listening via podcast, we've got to start by reacting to whatever the hell that <laughs> was on Saturday. Um, so yeah, uh, if you're clueless as to what I'm talking about, you've been living under a rock. Three uh, one lost to Wolves. Uh, and it only gets better from here. Uh, Wednesday, play City. So we've got a we've got a match preview coming your way, and then we'll follow that up with a starting eleven segment, and we'll finish with a quiz, uh, which which won't be too painful, and we'll actually be celebrating these brainiacs that I get to talk to twice a week. Uh, you know, maybe maybe talking about uh, Everton players that aren't that aren't here right now. That actually seem like they, I don't know, some of them actually seem like they wanted to be here. Um, so yeah, gents. So Max, uh, really a lack, lackluster, apathetic uh, match, sort of punctuated. Uh, the high point is Andre Gomez blasting one near post. Uh, that was nice. But, uh, I mean, are we talking about I – mean, it just seems like it's it's starting to become the same thing over and over again. It are is. we talking about a lack of motivation, lack of ideas? Is this a tactics issue or is this a talent thing? I mean, what what the hell is going on? I know. There are a lot of variants that could be possibly be wrong. But in, just purely from a game basis, I think that's what you get for starting two aging fullbacks against, you know, a team that play a three-back the way that Wolves do. You know the the way they fly high, the constant pressure from the from the wing backs, Baines and Coleman couldn't cope, and you could tell that straight from the off when Baines gave away the penalty, um, and I just think that set the tone for the afternoon. We were pretty much played off the park, with the exception um, in that period where Andre Gomez put brought us level. But yeah, they, I think it, when did when did Espirito Santo take over Wolves? I think it was something like two years ago. So you know, fingers crossed, we were playing like that after two years under Silva, but. The, as you say, from an Everton perspective, the fact that it's the same thing—it's always from set pieces. I think it calls for a man for a, not for a change in manager personnel, but I think Marco Silva has to make a drastic change in that. Try a new formation, new personnel, just just something to to, you know, actively show that okay, I, I hold my hands up and not like this zonal marking thing isn't working. We're getting ripped apart by teams that are well-drilled and that have had their manager for a longer period of time than what I've been at Everton. So, as I say, there's got to be some sort of change now, particularly, I mean, I know it's no let-up with it being Manchester City and Everton being Everton, given the circumstances, will probably put in a decent performance, but City's up next and you should you should hope, you know, fingers crossed and say they are too good. But I, you know what? I'm just. I've got trust issues at Everton, to be honest with you. Do you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, Terry Max uh, has has kind of stated there's a, a need for something, some change. Uh, with with a limited squad, with a limited selection of players to to choose from which to choose. Uh, and and you're working with the same manager, a manager who likes to kind of drill things through his players' heads. Uh, do you really? How much do you? How much change do you foresee happening? And how much change actually can happen in this quick of a turnaround? 
I don't really know. I mean, I'd change. I mean, I hope he changes it in so far as he can. I think at this point now, I'd be looking to start thinking about next season. In in so far as to say, some of the players who might have a big role going forward need to just start playing now. We're, like, no more World Cup. Play Luckman every game. Play Calvert Lewin as as much as you can. I'd even maybe even go so far as to say play Kenny at right back now because there's some things he. he you know, he can't really do nothing about like you know Baines had to play because even though he wasn't he clearly wasn't fit because of Luca Dean's suspension. But as soon as we get Mina back, I'd put Mina straight back in the team and just let him settle in there because I feel like our strongest defence um, this season was um, Mina and Keane next to each other. People seem to think that Zuma is ahead of uh, Mina in the pecking order, and he may be, but I don't think he should be. That's not a slight on Zuma. I think Zuma's a good player, but I think the best partnership we've had this year has been Keane and Mina. I, just, I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of things that need to change. I mean, first and foremost, I think they need to change the formation. This 4-2-3-1 doesn't help a lot of the players. They seem slow. They seem laboured. It it just doesn't work. Gilfie Sigurdsson seems a little bit like a spare part at times, and yeah, I, I just, still think we're in. I still think we're in the middle of an identity crisis. You know, I just think it's as simple as that. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. So that's my question, guys. If we change formation, I mean, how uh, how does that work with the players we have? Make use of the central midfielders that we've got in row four three today. Mm-hmm. So so, how does that how does that work? Does Sigurdsson actually? I mean, are okay, you playing I, with Sigurdsson I'm, or someone I'm, else? I'm on the same I'm on the same wavelength of Teddy as I, I don't think Sigurdsson played particularly well against Wolves, and I think he merits right. time out. Um, check in on Idris Gay, see where his attitudes are. I couldn't imagine him to be the type to turn down playing. Um, I don't think Davies has done too bad, and like Terry said. Give these give these lads who are going to have you know a long term impact in the club. Start giving them games under the belt. So you roll with Davies. Okay, so you think Gay Davies and Gomez? I do as well. Like, mm. I mean, Sigurdsson's been a big player for us this season, but he needs a timeout now. As as Max said, he he. I think we need to. Well, if we are going to play him in the fourth three, I don't think he can play it. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I don't. I was about to say I don't think he can play it with Gomez, but maybe he can if Gomez plays that pivot role like he did against um, Huddersfield. But I, I, they need to sort of freshen up the personnel, but stick with it. Like so, if you're going to play Bernard, play him. Don't don't have him in and out. You know, play him on the left with Luca Dean. Get that partnership going again. And I, you know what? The biggest problem for me is not even. It's just some of the defenders are completely brain dead. Now you can say, you know, eleven set pieces in the league and all that. Yeah, that that is the manager's fault. I'm not an advocate for changing the manager. Um, I could go into that long form, but that's a different video. But there's some things he can change, and the set pieces is one of them. You don't need transfer windows. You don't need patience and years to get defensive set pieces right. But some of the, if you look at the three goals yesterday, I mean, Leighton Baines has clearly lost his man and his struggling to keep up with him and mm. we now know he was carrying his knock so he's given away a cheap penalty on six minutes second penalty he's given away this season Silver can't manage for that That his left back just gives away his most experienced player on the pitch gives away an absolute freebie of a free kick Michael Keane 
I don't know what he's thinking or if he he was thinking, but Kurt Zuma has got that ball when he he commits the foul, cheap foul for um, the free kick, which is something we're seeing every single time now. We give away an absolutely pointless, unnecessary foul, which yep. puts us a goal behind because we can't defend the set piece. And then the third one, just a comedy of defending. It starts with Coleman, another experienced player, misplacing a pass under no pressure, and then it just leads to a goal. So I think they just need to strip the defence back to basics and just say, listen, stop giving away free kicks when there's no danger. If you have to, you know, yeah. Luca Dean got it. Luca Dean is seven, was seven a suspension because he committed a foul when he absolutely had to to save a goal. Yeah. Now, we felt, you know, at the time people were annoyed, but he's clearly saved the goal there. But then the week before against Millwall, he's given away when the play was going nowhere. Just he's, but he may as well have just handed them a, a, a shot at goal because the, we, if we can't defend set pieces, stop giving the, the opposition so many of them. First two, one, then the other, defend them better and then stop conceding so many of, of, the, of the set pieces. But I don't know how much you can change because centre-back-wise... He's going to have to play two out of the three, and they've not really proven this season, any of them, that they're a commanding type centre-back who will take control. We haven't got that play, and we clearly, clearly need it. I, I personally don't think the midfield gives them enough cover. Mm. I think I just, I, like, particularly when you're rolling with Davies and Gomez. I know Gomez is a good shielder of the ball at times, but he's not, you know an absolute destroyer in terms that he'll, he'll hoover up absolutely everything he does misplace the odd pass himself and the button and the ball breaks past him um that's why i think Idrissa Gay is just so imperative to this side so the sooner his attitude's in check the better yeah i'm i actually think a lot more of the of our i guess it's our main 11 our starting 11 or our 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 first 14 players i actually think we have personnel to be able to compete in this league. I really do. I, I think the center backs we have, I think we have three quality center backs that are starting level quality of Premier League, period. Now, I don't know if they're good enough to start for City. You know what I mean? However, I think they're actually good players, but they're, I, I'm, I'm seriously thinking there's an issue right now. And I'm not a Silva out guy. I'm not. I'm not a Silva out guy. I think we need more. <sighs> I think we just need to continue staying the course. However, it's really impossible to not to blame a system when you continually make the same mistake over and over and over and over again. You know, yeah. I just, I think Mina's a hell of a player. I think he just needs to adapt more. He just needs time. And the only way he's going to get that time is by playing. You know, we can, but supposedly he's, he's, he's been injured. You know, but right now is the time. Get that guy in. He's got to get experience right now. Um, yeah, I don't know, guys. It's I I I'm not a Silva Al guy, but do I get the shouts? Yeah, I get them. I get them. Yeah. I'm not gonna say you're you're wrong for for saying it's unacceptable what you're seeing. Yeah. Do you do, do any of us sit there and watch watch us play right now and say, oh yeah, that was passion we just played right there? Ah, uh, no. Yeah. I don't, obviously, I know I know you went there, but when the, obviously because they had the Goodison, the Goodison cat came out and decided to do a lap. I think we got like seven minutes at a time in the process, and where when the official threw the balls off, you're just like Jesus Christ, end it now. 
like back in the day you'd think come on bit of fight seven minutes at a time yeah. we could pull a goal back or two but now it's just like oh end it now so the man of the match was the cat himself yeah that was great that <laughs> I love cats I'm not like, <laughs> hard caddy and cat lover me I just we've had a few cats over the years come on the pitch isn't it? Yeah. they must go on it they must go on at night or something and then get a bit of an air Bit of an edge to go on during the day and then quickly regret it. Goodison cats make me love cats. All right? I'm not a cat guy. I'm actually allergic to cats. And I actually had a roommate one time randomly just bring a cat home. Be like, yeah, we got a cat. I'm like, I'm allergic, man. Are you kidding me? And then, and then I find out. I'm like, I'm like, so is it a boy cat or a girl cat? Oh, it's a, it's a girl. I'm like, then why does it like, seem like it's spraying our house? Take it to the vet. Oh, by the way, man, I found out that cat's a boy. What kind of point? Are you serious? <laughs> so, yeah, cats for me, eh, it makes it. But with the fact that there's there's always one like at Goodison, like ready to jump on the field, uh, that's a whole different level where I, I, I start loving them. You know, I, I will say, especially if they, see, they seem like they, they know when we need them. Tell me about it. I, you know, I've just got a small problem with the, the all the reactions of the cats. Um, people were going, ah, oh, black cats going across Everton. Black cats in the UK are good luck. It's an American yeah. thing, they're bad luck. Uh-huh. Yeah, but obviously people don't know that. But apparently you know, that that's, uh, yeah, UK black cats. I was always taught to kid that black cats are good luck. And yeah. um, it's an American thing that they're bad because it's associated with Halloween. But, the um, idea of us having worse luck... right right i'm sorry i feel like a black cat comes by it's like undoing it's like it's like two negatives equal a positive we already have the bad luck give us you know let's break some mirrors and actually you know reverse the bad luck that we already have maybe Uh, two two wrongs do make a right (laughs) some of us i mean we've touched on the game it was awful. The cat actually is the only the only bright point apart from Gomez's goal. Did you see some of the some of the um, like fantasy football like made a player for the cats <laughs> that you could yeah. actually even and like BBC were um, doing commentary as if the cat was a, a player. Uh, well, he was on the I saw that. He got player analysis. Yeah, he got player analysis. Like someone's on it as if he was on match of the day, so they had like the spotlight over him and the uh, little circle around him, and then. It was um, radio commentary going, drops the shoulder, jinx pass one. <laughs> oh, we should have a cat on every game. It's amazing. Right right now, it's like, that's where, our, that's our joy. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, and it's it's really hard to see, barring some kind of like lightning strike into Silva's brain where he all of a sudden has a huge breakthrough about what this squad needs. Uh, I agree with you guys about the whole Sigurdsson thing, by the way. Um, my issue for a long time has been the fact that we didn't have anybody to really back him up. It's Because it didn't seem like Davies was a natural uh, backup. So the idea of having someone who could unlock a defense through the center rather than just shunting everything to the sides, uh, that's one of the things I was expecting maybe for us to bring in during January. Mm. Now I get why we didn't purchase anything, but that still leaves us with a similar problem. And at some point, player when a player is just not performing, like if Richarlison's not playing well, 
we have people to back him up. We have some people to throw in. That's fine because, honestly, he has games where he needs to be pulled. All right? Uh, Sigurdsson's the same way. And you know what? You were talking about Dean giving away those silly fouls. Sigurdsson does it too. He gives away some of those dead balls. Uh, it's the older, the older. The Dean was just a good example yeah. for the Millwall game. He's not even one of the worst. It, they all do it. But um, I, maybe I'm not a fan of it, as you know, long term. But maybe the answer is that that um, three at the back that we did against Burnley. Maybe that can bring out a different because Sigurdsson was playing alongside um, Gomez in the middle for that because we didn't have um, just yeah. a gay. So whether it's just a gay alongside Gomez or Sigurdsson alongside Gomez with a, with gay on the bench, maybe maybe give that a try. I mean, it won't really matter against City because it didn't work when we tried it at their ground. But maybe going forward, try that and the, the three centre backs together might might uh, provide a little bit better defensively than than the two. I, I don't know at this point. I think Silva needs to really shake it up, not just change the personnel in some positions in the same system. The system has to change. That four-two-three-one is hurting a lot of the players now. Yeah, uh, if with our city preview, I'll break out my my prediction for formation: the eleven-zero-zero-zero uh, formation that I think we need to just build the human wall. All right, let's let's do this. Uh, why are you saying no? We don't like. I'm serious. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, man. I, yeah. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap up because damn, we have to keep going. Christ. All right. So that's it for our wolves reaction. We'll be following this up with a city preview, and, and basically, it's gonna entail uh, putting on your seatbelts. We've got a match preview. Uh, Wednesday, uh, City comes to town. That's a thing that's going to happen, whether we whether we like it or not. Uh, right now, City's second in the table. You all know this. They're fifty nine points, nineteen two and four. They recently uh, they beat Arsenal three one, lost to Newcastle two one, um, and uh, they beat Burnley five five nil in the FA Cup. I, uh, their most recent, I guess it's the it's the Arsenal match. They started it with kind of a weird lineup. Did you guys see that? No, I just got the alerts. But Sergio Aguero, just what a what a striker. You know what I mean? Yeah. And by the way, I'm pretty certain he scored with his uh, with his. It was his ribs, not his arm. Although in in real time, it looked like he scored with his arm. It was weird. I think he said after the match it was a handball. So he, like, really, he even admitted it in an interview. Yeah, he was. He wasn't even like shy about it. Yeah, it was. Because he then it, the angle that I saw, it looked like it hit the rib, and then it just went in. So I guess it, what had happened is it had to have hit the rib and skim off because it was not a direct kind of thing at all. Ugh. Too soon for handball goals, though. Too soon. Uh, no more of those. Uh, yeah, they they ended up rolling with like. I think I feel like it was uh, Walker Otamendi and uh, what's his name Laporte as like it was kind of three in the back, but then not really with wing backs. It was a bizarre, and Fernandinho was pulling back to to kind of be a, play almost like a center back whenever the opposition had the ball. It was a really weird system that Pep. Imagine that Pep being innovative and figuring things out and doing weird stuff you don't see a yeah. lot. 
I know that. That's why I said when I was speaking to a Toffee Blues John before. I said, you know, the one sick and twisted positive I can possibly take from this game, as I am an avid Guardiola admirer, that is that like I just like seeing Everton coming up against the Guardiola team. See how we get on. I just wish we had him mic'd up so I could listen to the hymn rather than the uh, commentators. Yeah, true. I would totally just love to him to hear him just. Like you know, chewing chewing his team his team out you know mid game you know throwing his scarf. Take the ball, pass the ball. Take the ball, pass the ball. You know, I just <laughs> <laughs> uh, you hear the space is here. You go here, okay? You pressure here. The space is here. You know, I, that's what I want. I want. I would rather that stuff that's almost unintelligible. That's yeah. <laughs> gonna say guys more than that. Everyone's guys. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> It's here, guys. This is football, guys. This is. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I could. That was one of that was my favorite thing about that that damn Man City show. Uh, just I could listen to that guy. Just great. He's like the the part when he's like getting all annoyed with them. Uh, we are tired. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. I loved hearing him. Oh, hearing him just kind of go off, man. He he gives a good rant. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so possible starters. It's weird because because of that bizarre kind of formation they ran last time. It was like primarily like a bunch of attacking players that they just threw on the field besides their 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 defense and Fernandinho. It was strange. I don't know if he's going to do that again. He might. All right. That is honestly, I don't know if we provide enough of an attacking threat where he would think he could, he would need to change it because mm. it worked out well against Arsenal. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, if he does change it, we'd be looking at uh, Ederson, uh, Walker, Stones, Laporte, Danilo. Danilo was the one that did not start. So you could see Bernardo Silva in instead of Danilo. Okay. Which is a strange substitution, but. Okay, <laughs> De Bruyne, Fernandinho, uh, David Silva, uh, Sterling, Aguero, Sané. Uh, uh, it's it's just a crazy world when Riyad Mahrez is coming off the bench. It's just you know they're they're loaded. We know it. It's world class players all over the place, isn't it? And you know, uh, someone's got to bring it up. We've been in this situation before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have. Not strictly the same though, because he, no. if, if we lose, it might not affect anything. You know what I mean? Liverpool got quite a um, strong lead over them at the minute. I just, I think people uh, do like think back and, you know, we, you know, we we could possibly take points off City, but that'd help Liverpool. It's like, yeah, City now are not the City of then, and the Everton now are not the Everton of then. We were better then, and City weren't as good, which is hard to believe because they won the league, but. You got whether we want to win or not doesn't matter because let's let's be honest, the teams who take points off City are usually strong in defence or have a strong game in defence. If they not, if they aren't strong in defence all the time, I don't think we've got it in us. You look at the um, the defensive display, the, the three goals we can see that against Wolves, forget it. We're, we're giving away penalties and stupid free kicks and. Passing to the opposition in our final, in our third of the pitch, it's just would unless we had a massive transformation overnight, we're good, we're, we're not going to keep City out, and I don't think we're going to outscore them either. So I'm a 
I'll be honest, when we lose, which I feel is a, it is a when, not an if, I won't hurt as much as the other the, the other win, the other defeats, because frankly, to suggest that we were desperate to beat City and help Liverpool out would be stretching a little bit too much. <laughs> and they'd be, they, no matter what any of them say to you, in the roles reversed, they would be the same. They can. I know it hasn't happened. It might never happen. But if we were on, we were five points clear at the top of the league and City were chasing us, they would not want to win either. So don't take any of this nonsense that oh, it's an Everton bitter Everton thing. BS. No chance. Every single other supporter in the same scenario with their local rivals would do the exact same thing, including them. So that was that's that's the main discussion. That is the main discussion on, on Everton social media right now. It's not whether or not we're going to give City a game. That's not the question. It's do we want to give City a game. And that's, that's the real, that's what I see more than anything. With every, My Twitter feed is full of people saying, you're lying if you, if you say this. Or you're lying and you're not a proper Everton supporter if you, don't, if you say this. It's very, like, contentious. If you feel one way or the other, you know what I mean. I remember a few years ago when Man United looked like they were going to win the league. I can't remember if they did or not. But Steven Gerrard played a through ball through to Drogba to stop to 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 hurt United. I think it was Chelsea and United going for the league, and Gerrard suddenly, oh, I think I'll pass a forty-five yard ball back to the keeper. Oh no, there's Drogba who's just scored, who's now he's gone top of the league. Oh. So when it, <laughs> the shoe was on their foot, they did the same thing. So you can drop all this nonsense about they wouldn't do it and it's just us being small time or whatever it is. Nope, afraid not. Everyone does it and every you know if we were going for the Champions League or we were gonna get relegated Maybe it feels differently if we, we. I care more about Everton than Liverpool. I ever will about Liverpool, and if it affected us massively, beat City. Even if it, even if it helps Liverpool. But what's, what are we going to do? Secure eighth with this same, with with a win here? Don't think so. See, that's, that was my question for you, Max. Is let's say we actually do put in a performance, you know, which is just Terry said off camera. Is would be just peak Everton for them to do that now, mm-hmm. but if it is the kind of thing that kind of actually made them entertaining to watch again, a big turning point, gave them momentum going into the summer and in the next season, is a win worth it? And I ask, um, I and I ask this knowing I'm talking to two guys that have to interact with Liverpool supporters every day and have to deal with that shit every day. Okay. Uh, I've subsided, to be honest. I've half accepted within the old mind that they're going to win it anyway. So yeah, I have. I accepted at Christmas that they're going to win it. So it's not. It's not something I'm. I'm particularly worried about. If you can guarantee me that a win would do all that, sorry, I know you'd asked Max, but I'd, I'd take the win if you if you could promise me it would mean all that that you just said. But it wouldn't. It wouldn't mm. be this massive catalyst that makes us uh, suddenly turn things around and would kick us on next season. I think that's a. Uh, yeah, That's it's a it's a huge hypothetical. I'm just trying to I'm trying to figure out how you guys' brains work with this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Because it's it's interesting. Because like I said, I don't have to see these guys, and I don't have to take their their shit in person as much. It's just social media, mm-hmm. and I can turn that off if I want. But you have it like right there. You know what I mean? So yeah. I have a I have a big difficulty ever like cheering against our our 
our team and not pulling for us. So the idea of hoping we we go out and just drop trow and squeeze out a turd on, on midfield, I don't want that. I you know I have I have trouble with that. However, again, if we go out there, uh, and, and again, City is a fun team to watch. That's another thing that Max mentioned off. You know, I, I don't know if it was off camera or on camera, but you said we'll at least be watching a really quality managed Pep Guardiola squad. And it's a joy to watch them play because they play pretty football. They do, you know. Uh, so I- I'm conflicted, very much so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, um, let's let's predict, guys. Let's let's predict and get out of here and get on to the starting eleven. Um, Terry, what's the score? Three one Man City. Three one City. Maxwell House. What do you got? 2-0 Man City. 2-0 Man City. And I've got 3-0 Man City. All right. We're positive Peters over here. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> watch. watch. Uh, our squad is going to somehow watch this video and go be like, we're going to prove those guys wrong. <laughs> we'll yeah. Uh, they would. Uh, they haven't watched in weeks. Uh, all right, guys. So I guess that's that's it for our city preview. Uh, we're going to follow it up with a starting eleven segment. So don't know where to go nowhere. Starting eleven segment. What's Marco going to do? It's it's a weird one. It's just a weird situation. It's a quick turnaround. The games. The match is Wednesday, uh, and they recently played on Saturday. So not as much rest uh, and playing against well. Good, a good squad. Uh, Terry, who are your starters, or who are Marcus Marco Silva's starters, in your view? Um, Silva starters, uh, I think, will be Pickford in goal, uh, Coleman right back, Luca Dean left back, um, Keenan Zuma. I don't think um, Jackie Elker and Mina are going to be fit. I'd like to see Mina back in the team, but he had. Yeah, he wasn't fit enough to even make the bench on Saturday. He's not going to be fit enough to play or at least start um, on Wednesday. Um, I think we'll see Idrissa Gay come back into the team personally. With such a good attacking team, we're going to play, and it's been a it's been a little while now since the it's been nearly a week since the PSG deadline day saga. I think we'll see Ghana come back in. So Gomez Ghana can't see. Silver change in the formation, so I think he'll have a three in front of those of uh, Luckman, um, Sigurdsson, and Bernard. I think Bernard will come back in, and because he played well against City in the other in the reverse fixture, and I think we'll see Calvert Lewin up front because he always seems to play well against City and. He does a good job being that sort of lone forward chasing defensive clearances. So that's my 11. I think that's the 11 we'll see. All right, Max. I've not done what Marco would do. I've let me creative instincts run wild. You have a tendency to do that. You're kind of like, well, you know, I don't know what Marco's going to do, but here's what Max does, and he, like, pulls out a blueprint, you know, and rolls it. It gives me a creative outlet, you know what I mean? So (laughs) I love it. Pickford in goal, Luca Dina at left back, Keane and Zuma at centre half. Because as Terry said, I don't think Mina's fit enough yet. Although I would like to see Mina, John Joe Kenny at right back, Gay Gomez and Davies at three in midfield. Obviously, Gay 
being the anchor and shield in the back four. Bernard on the left, Calvert-Lewin through the middle and Luckman on the right. And you can obviously, you know, you can switch the wings up as you please. Mm-hmm. Um, and my lineup is the exact same as Terry's. Uh, Pickford, Coleman, Keane, Zuma, Dean, uh, Gomez and Gay, Sigurdsson, uh, Luckman, Bernard, DCL. You know, that's, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I was trying to decide if Richarlison gets a nod there. Uh, that's my t- that's my tough because I feel like my tough decision is the fact that I feel like there's there's a decent amount of Brazilian and South American players, and I was thinking like maybe he would start Richarlison and Bernard because they're both Brazilian guys. Maybe there's some familiarity there. Maybe that's uh, so. Initially, I went with that. However, uh, I think if you need a, a spark. Lookman is a is a fine place to start. Um, that's that's what I would do, and DCL as well. You know, DCL when he's had when he's had a little break when he comes back in, he tends to uh, he tends to work pretty hard, and he tends to pressure well. Uh, I'll be curious if we Max, we mentioned this when we were talking last time, and it's something that Terry has mentioned, I feel like twelve times in the past, but uh, are playing out of the back. Uh, with the center backs, the last time I saw it really, really spectacularly blow up in our face, Man City away. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of right now, and that's yeah. a, I mean, that's a concern because they pressed, they pressed so hard, and they just made us make so many mistakes in the back. Yeah, uh, like because a common occurrence in that game was Pickford the player out to say Gary Mina to look to play out, and he just ended up giving it back to Jordan Pickford, and Jordan Pickford would launch it up. Um, I think that's a stylistic issue with Pickford in, in relation to the defence. But for this game, playing Calvert Lewin, having Bernard and Luckman run off him, see if you know launch it through. You know, hopefully he finds his rhythm with his distribution. Try and see if you can find the head of Calvert Lewin a few times, and see if you can get. Bernard and Luckman peeling off the shoulder if we're, if we're lucky enough to get such breaks. But I don't know. As I said, I do feel like it's going to be a fashion your seatbelts and wait to get strangled with possession type of game. That, um, that game at Man City and a couple of other games we've seen them play against other teams, they actually don't like balls over the top of their defence. It's one of the ways you can hurt them. We did it once or twice in that game and then stopped doing it. It was ridiculous. Like That's how you that's how you hurt Man City because they play such a high line that if you do a ball over the top and then run behind with pace, which we have got, like Calvert-Lewin and Luckman and Richarlison, even Bernard, all decent turns of pace, but I just don't think anyone sort of cottoned on that that's a weight that you can get out. You can get at the city back back um, back five because if you do that, you cut out Fernandinho. And if you try and play through them, he's just going to mop you up all day long. But if you do the ball over the top, completely takes him out of the equation, and then you're just running behind John Stones and Walker, who are playing fifty yards up the pitch anyway. Yeah. Um. Player I haven't mentioned. I mean, that's Fernandinho is a player that I don't know if I've ever in the past noticed how impactful he can actually be. And for some reason, there was one one game in particular this season was a big one. He just took over and he was everywhere. Uh, that pull. Yeah, he he looked he looked good. Best midfield, best defensive midfielder in the league. 
possibly in the world. Like I knew, I know he's a good player, and I've seen it before. Um, it's just one of those things where you see him have a game like that, and you're like, "Damn, that is world class." Guardiola does it though. Look at look at Busquets. Yeah, you've just that off my. <laughs> I was waiting for Guardiola has always had that player, and, and Busquets was at Barca. That absolute. He's just the key to how they play because he the other the creative players can't play when he's there. And Bush gets, I think, is the only one in the world who's better at Dan Fernandinho. We, they're the top two in the world of that position. Oh, and one other thing, and Matt, because Max will get get very annoyed if I don't mention Gundogan, because uh, <laughs> he loves him, you know, in a very yeah. in a very healthy way. Uh, yeah, it's he's just just a heady, smart player whose distribution radius is, uh, yeah, pretty phenomenal. Um, um, really quick, uh, because we're we're talking about all their players. We're not even talking about our players. What's the uh, what's the possibility of a formation shift here, guys? As I said, I think it's it. You know, it not so much a knee jerk reaction, but I think it's got to happen in response to the fact that we're conceding, like those goals conceded against Wolves, were all things that we've seen too often before. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it, you know. In that sense, he owes us some sort of change. Yeah, I know, Terry, you mentioned the possibility of that back three happening. Uh, that's yeah. that's a little more drastic than just kind of, you know, dragging an additional midfielder back. You know, that's that kind of – that changes a lot. Um, what do you – you think yeah. You think Silva's actually thinking of going that that crazy? I think he I think he would if he could. I doubt, I doubt he can. Oh, if Mina's not healthy. Mina, Jagielka are both injured, and he hasn't got um, Holgate yeah. around anymore because he did it. He did it in the away game for Man City, the first time he went to a back three all season. So I think if he could, he would. But I think he'll bring Gay back in as the defensive change if he, that he's going to make. I'm like Max. I'd like to see Kenny start over Coleman, but I just don't think he will. I just uh, this game is probably not the game to start trying all new things because if they don't work it'll sort of people push back against it and go oh, why is he sticking with that we just got beat 5-0 or whatever it is so or if he puts a young player he starts Kenny and he gets absolutely annihilated down that left hand side then next week he's going to be poor as well because you know it's going to shatter the confidence I think this game's going to he's probably just going to stick to what he's been doing and then you'll probably see the change the game after well, and Silva can't really win in that instance either Unless the player does well, you leave Coleman in and we lose. Why do you leave Coleman in? You know, and then he throws Kenny in, you know, and we lose. It's like, why did he change that? You know, why didn't he go with the experienced player? It's just that's that's exactly right. It's that. I mean, it's the pressure of the position. You know what I mean? That's yeah. I'll be curious though. I, I, I the changes he makes, I think, will tell us a lot about his mentality right now as a manager. That's what yeah. I actually I'm most fascinated by is what he changes, if anything. Anyway, anything else on this, guys? Uh, I'm really, yeah, this could. It's one of those fixtures. You know, I was for a while there. I was really looking forward to it, and uh, just because I, I like I like the big the big matches for Everton. But right now, it's just such a such a crap time. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and no, I'm not gonna miss it though. Still gonna, still gonna be at home, ready to watch. All right, so I guess that's it for our starting eleven segment. (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for If You Know Your History, the Everton-based quiz segment that pits Terry versus Max in a cage match of Toffee's Wit and Might. That's right. Uh, so we tried to do a similar type of quiz to this. I think it was last week, and it blew up in our face because some of our numbers were inconsistent with with what the actual answers were on on the old uh, internets. So what happened, guys, is we had a little uh, inconsistency. It was about international caps that our players had. And uh, Max and, and Terry kept guessing some things. And I was like, wait a minute, these numbers seem odd. And Max was this close to winning. He was super close. But then we were like, hold on, let's look these up. And it turns out the numbers were inconsistent, whatever. Well, it turns out Quizmaster John had other ideas. He was saying the quiz should be the amount of international caps the players got when they were at Everton. All right. So essentially, uh, we are going to try this again. This is the uh, international caps quiz take two. Um, I'm pretty certain we're going with different names. If there is a repeat of the names, then guys, you you should get it right. Just saying. All right. Um, so for those of you listening, uh, basically I'll be flipping a coin and one of these guys gets to choose whether or not they want to go first or second. And then to be fair, we probably should go back and forth. But this is more of a price is right thing. They'll try to guess the number of caps and whoever, whoever's closest, they are the one who, uh, who gets it right. And yeah. uh, we're not worried, so much worried about going over. If you're closer, that's fine. Whatever. All right? We're not going to be totally the stickler about price is right rules. All right? So... Uh, Max, call it. This is my memory card. Heads, tails, what do you got? I'll mix it up. I've had to wait a couple of days. I'll go heads. Heads, and it is heads. All right, Max. It's not a huge advantage, but first or second? Second. Second. All right. Uh, Cue intense. Well, actually, you know what? This could be Spanish flea. I don't know. We'll have to see. Cue quiz music. How about that? (laughs) And there it is. Uh, La, la, la. All right, so... Terry, uh, how many international caps did James McFadden get while he was at Everton? Um, he was at Everton a couple of years, so I'm going to go with 14. 14, okay. I'll say 20. 20. The correct answer, gentlemen, 33. 33. Yeah, I thought I a few more. So that's one for Max. All right. Next, Max. Ramiro Funes Mori. Oh, he's played left back of these arms for Argentina as well, so I think he's got a few. Uh, I will go for 35. 35. Terry, what do you got? I'm going to go for less because I feel like he was injured for a while for more or less a whole season. And ah, true. I'm going to go. I'll go for 20 on this one. 20. And the correct answer, Terry, good, good reasoning there. The correct answer was 18. So we're knotted back up. One apiece. All right, Max. Darren Gibson. Ooh. He's had his he's had his troubles in his career, I think, so I don't think it'll be as many as it should. Um 
45. Okay. Terry? Again, I feel that's way too high. Um, not uh-huh. for his overall caps, but just at Everton. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shame about how his, how his career went as it happens, because I thought he was a very good player um, when his head was on straight. Um, I'm going to go with, again, less. I'm going to go with 30. 30? Yeah. Since this was just while he was at Everton? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I, I didn't think about that again. Yeah. Oops. Uh, this looks. This is a shockingly low number. I was expecting higher. Ten. Yeah. Ten. So Terry, you squeaked that one out. Um. Next, Terry again. Yelovich. Ooh. Um. He was at Everton for what? Two and a half years. He played a tournament in the summer. We got him. There's three. I'm gonna go with sixteen. Sixteen. All right, Max. A little bit lower. I'll go for thirteen. On the dot, Max. Because Manzukic, Manzukic, you know what I mean. Probably played more games than them. Good strike. <laughs> On the nose. That was right on the nose, dude. All right, so uh, Max, your turn. Gary Lineker. Oh, I've looked up his statistics the other day. Funnily enough, he got like 30 goals and 40 Everton appearances. Not sure if he was at Everton when he went to the World Cup, though. Um, I'm going to say 15. Okay, 15 for Max. Terry. What year was he at Everton again? 87? Yeah. He wasn't there for the World Cup. Because that was 90, wasn't it? Hmm. And he scored a lot for us, but... Only had later season. Yeah, he only had one season. So I'm going to say something a lot lower just because of the time he was at Everton. So I'm going to say six. Six? And what did you say, Max? Like... 15 or something, so he's probably... Okay. Pretty close, guys. Uh, But Max gets this one. It was 11. Oh, interesting. 11. But that one's pretty pretty darn close. Max pulls ahead 3-2. This is uh, pretty close, though, guys. Uh, Terry, Ada McGeady. Jesus. Goals while he was at Everton. But caps while he was at... Oh, Sorry, Caps. I was thinking goals because I think he scored like one or two goals. Um, I was so surprised by that Lineko one that I actually forgot how we were playing this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. In fact, I think I may have answered as, as if it was goals. I don't know what's gone on. I'm delirious. Um, right, Caps. Well, he was at Everton. Giddy. Um, ten. Ten? Max. I remember the European when I'm while he's eleven and he played in, in a good running game for Ireland and I'm gonna go a little bit higher, I'll say like sixteen. Sixteen. Correct answer is twenty-one. 
Correct answer is 21. It is four to two. If Max gets this one, he wins. Terry, you need it. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one, Max uh, Redzinski. That's why I'm in the clock back a little bit. When I was a little bit younger, I'm not entirely sure. I was, say 10. Okay. Terry, you need this one. What's your guess? Um... Fun fact, first of all, the first player I ever got on the back of an Everton shirt was Thomas Drudzinski. Ah. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to go 20. Ah, uh, you went the wrong way, Terry. Ah, oh, no. It was nine. Oh. I was going to say, if you do that Price is Right thing, Terry, you're going to have it. So, Max, you, uh, Max gets the win. There were some others, but uh, frankly, if I go through all the rest of these, I'm going to be late to picking up my kids. So, yeah, <laughs> we need to wrap up. Uh, plus, this means John's can, John can save these for another time. So, Quizmaster John, you're welcome. Uh, Max, congratulations. Terry, condolences. Uh, Max, your, your, your golden goose is you get to pick the track that we close with. What are we closing with? There is a light that never goes out by the Smiths. Why? I like the Smiths. I've been listening to them quite a bit mm-hmm. more recently, so yeah, I've got a personal choice as to why I like the song a lot. I don't know. It, it's just an excellent song. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. describe it as though you were talking to a five-year-old. <laughs> it's just like a melancholy British song, like 80s boy band, you know, heartbreak holds a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Understand. So, this is a, this was used in a movie, it'd be a sad part. Definitely be a British movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. One of them. All right, well, there is a light that never goes out, so... When I want to celebrate feeling down, I'm going to listen to this to this pod and remember. Because sometimes you want that. Sometimes you do. Just saying. That is a thing. Because um, I feel down a lot. So the idea of <laughs> just being like, you know, I'm going to listen to something that just allows me to wallow for a little while. Something that understands how I feel so you can connect. That makes sense. I'm with you. Tell me about it. Yeah. All right, so as we, uh, as we listen to, listen to uh, There is a Light That Never Goes Out by the Smiths, it's time to end the Toffee Blues podcast. Uh, if, you've been, if you've been listening, we really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Uh, please subscribe to us if you haven't already. We'd, we'd, uh, we'd appreciate that as well. And check us out if you want to look at our faces. If, you, if you're one of those face people, look at, look at our YouTube channel. Check that out. Because, uh, you know, we, we, we filmed this as well. Uh, also, if you if you want if you want more Terry, check out the Liverpool Echo fan jury. He appears there. If you want some some Max, uh, he'll be on the Top of Blues website and a few other places. Check both these guys' Twitter. Uh, their details are in the uh, are, are in the details in the description of the uh, of the podcast. Um, yeah, uh, follow the Top of Blues on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I think I'm done plugging. No more plugging. I'm finished. Uh, gentlemen, thanks so much, Terry. Great as always, buddy. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks very much. And Max, thanks a lot for giving me another uh, 
Another down tune, you know. Pity the misery. Grace is always. <laughs> guys, thanks so much, man. It's always good, good to talk to you guys, even when it's one of those times where we sort of, you know, hurt. <laughs> yeah. All right. Much love. Um, yeah. Three points, question mark. I uh, don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Do you want it or don't you? Don't know. All right. Wednesday. Onward. Much love. Bye.